Far off, in the distant skies of worlds unknown, there flies a ship called the Kurgan. Aboard, some of the toughest sons of guns for hire this wild universe ever knew. They are the Misery Loves Company. After divulging the fate of their former leader and friend, Magna has suggested that Dom may still be alive. It's just not happening, Magna. It's totally possible that this Hexel guy is trying to do whatever it was Dom was up to. Which, by the way, we don't know. I've run what he said over in my mind a thousand times, the thing he was born for. But all he ever talked about was power. He already had a buttload of that. We'll keep looking into it. Thank you, though, Ahab. I promise we'll do everything we can to figure out how he's involved. Well, thanks, I guess. One more thing. What? I'm having a housewarming party. You're having a housewarming party? Shut the hell up when I'm degrading myself in public by inviting you and your stupid friends. I'll send the details to the Kurgan. I want you to be there. Uh, okay, General Bloodstorm. Just call me... Mr. Bloodstorm now, if you don't mind. Who is the new general, by the way? Some asshole named Poteenth Squanch. Who cares? Actually, he's pretty much right on the money this time. I'm always on the money. Anyway, housewarming, you maggots, be there. We wouldn't miss it for the world. The hell you wouldn't. You won't be there if someone offers you ten dollars and a reach-around to deliver a damn pineapple pizza. I promise we'll be there. Yeah, we'll see. Now about all those injured you've saved. Solomon and the Tex were all escorted to Magna's ship. Thanks again, guys. And Ahab, I won't forget what you've done for me. Remember, think first, shoot first, bombs first, die later. Kill them all. Exactly. Goodbye, Ahab. Magna's ship lifted off, and for the first time in ages it seemed, Ahab, Bernie, and Clyde were back on the Kurgan without a care in the world. Hey, Ahab, did you tell Magna about when I rode that bull tank? I did. It's the only thing you've ever done that I'm proud of. <laughs> well, I reckon it's time for me to heal up then. I'm shot to hell. Look at this. <laughs> this one's seven inches across. Do it downstairs this time. Your dumb cocoons smell worse than you normally do. Fine, doggone, man. A little racist, but okay. Anyway, wake me up when you guys are dead or we're rich. I should be all healed up by then. <laughs> See ya, Bernie. Oh, bye, honey. I'll miss you so much. I'll dream about you. <laughs> He's been doing that too much. He gets fatter every time. Kurgan, report. How long before Bernie cocoons too much and is too fat to fly? I can withstand many more tons of cargo weight. We should be fine for quite a while. Damn. Well, time to go see Cobb Gnarly again. Are you kidding me? Nope. Why do we have to keep going back to Cobb? I made a deal with him. I made copies of some of that data. He's gonna erase some debt over it. Yeah, right. Man, we just stole that life raft from his port. I'm gonna end up having to pay someone something. Well, Magna just unloaded a ton of money onto us, so that should help. Maybe so. Still. Cobb? So soon. 
I have to do it, man. He's looking into who tried to have us killed on the Gladiator planet. That was like five people trying to kill us ago. I wouldn't worry about it? Of course you wouldn't. Oh, who's that there? Is it my pilot and second-in-command Clyde who is supposed to be taking us to the Golden Bear port? Uh, I need to hear a good old-fashioned yes, sir. I need to hear a good old-fashioned thank you. How about a pat on the back and an attaboy? Kill me. I'll be getting some rest. Kurgan, don't let him make any detours. I'll keep us on route, company member Ahab. That's what I like to hear. Company member Clyde, would you like me to keep you company while you watch the controls? Have you looked at any of the data I gave you about Hexel? I have examined all the available information, including what you pulled from the servers. I believe Hexel was employed by the group, but there is no indication as to what its purpose was in the facility. I'm sorry, it? I have not been able to understand so far what type of life form Hexel is. Well, that's not troubling. Why do you think everyone else is acting so casually about it? I believe it is just the lackadaisical nature of company member Bernie to shrug threats aside. For example, company member Bernie encountered an unknown technological artifact that knew both who he was and what his purpose at the facility was. He merely blew it up. What about Ahab? My psychological profile of company member Ahab suggests that anything he doesn't understand is considered lesser or otherwise not worth his attention. It is why he always asks you to fix the Wi-Fi. So you're saying Ahab doesn't know how to unplug the router? Company member Ahab simply does not care. What a world. I do have a question about you and your behavior, company member Clyde. Is it about magnets? No, although... I don't want to hear anything about magnets. Why is it that you always say you love no one? That's personal. Do you not care for company members Ahab or Bernie? Or me? That's not... I do care about you. But you do not love us. Let's talk about this later. Understood. The company's path toward the Golden Bear was uneventful, a first for them in recent days. Clyde awoke Ahab and they departed from the curtain. You want to come talk to Cobb or are you good out here? I hate Cobb. You do it. I'll be fine. Suit yourself. Ahab made the trek once more to Cobb's office, carrying some of the things and information they had procured during their latest mission. This time... Cobb was faster to see them. Mr. Ahab, again, so soon. How fun. I brought you the things we talked about. Is that a... Did you bring me... Is this a package of light bulbs? Well, we don't, you know. Mr. Ahab, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I brought you... But... Damn it, Cobb, can't you give me a chance to talk? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot my office is where you put on your performance art, not where I do business on the port that I own. I brought you the information, too. This is just... Whatever garbage Bernie and Clyde found. Are these really just light bulbs? Those are indeed light bulbs. Okay. Well, whatever. Look, are we cool or not? Let's think. Are we cool? Nope. Sorry. However, actually, I do believe I have a way to clear the rest of your nonsense from the ledges. Keep talking. I, um, well, as you know, Mr. Ahab, I'm a happily married man. Mrs. Nolly is everything anyone could want. But let's be honest, man has needs. Some needs met only by the glowing adoration of the crow folk. The crow folk? Indeed so. The crow folk. I don't follow. I got a crow whore, Ahab. She's good to me. Name of Vanessa Crowelton. I like the feathers. Anyway, I need, um, there seems to be a predicament on this crow folk planet. You need me to get her off world. Yeah, see now, there's, a. Uh, well, you can't exactly get on that planet due to the, uh... The quarantine. What kind of predicament is this? There seems to be an outbreak of the werecrows. Yes, that is indeed the correct medical terminology. A disease passed from crow 
to crow via, well, you know, the beak. So, you want me to save your crow folk girlfriend from the middle of a planet-wide quarantine due to an outbreak of werecrows? B-I-N-G-O, Mr. Ahab. Now, if you do this for me without A, blowing up the planet, or B, killing her by any mean or measure, and C, do not tell my wife under any circumstances, I will not only wipe away your debt, I'll even pretend to owe you. Who's got the planet on lockdown? Pure, unadulterated space police. <sighs> all right. All right, I'll do it. But you have to help us with a couple of things. It's practically already done. Thanks for your time, Cobb. Remember the rules now. Not dead. Not dead. No wife. No wife. See you, Cobb. Goodbye, Mr. Ahab. Ahab walked down the busy streets of Golden Bear to find Clyde, who was busy at his favorite bar. Melinda, their perpetual barmaid, approached Clyde with all the discretion her ten-foot frame could allow. Is Ahab around? Nah. He's dealing with Cobb. Well, I guess I can tell you. After you started something last time, some people been asking about y'all. I didn't start something. Potato tomato. <laughs> Want me to keep my ears out? I'll make it worth your time. And I know Ahab would appreciate it. I also have something for you. You bring Ahab back around soon. It's... Kind of like a job. The next time we're back around, I'll be sure to drag him in here. Everything good with you? I mean, you're not in danger, are you? Clyde, you doll. I could kill everyone in this bar blindfolded, and they all know it. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> well, you, you know, just check it in. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I'm off the clock anyway. I'll see you, Clyde. Adios, Melinda. Clyde drank for a while, thinking of no one. Ahab entered the bar, just missing Melinda. Clyde, time to get. Time-sensitive matter. Like always. Clyde and Ahab left the port in a rush, once more without paying for their drinks. Their incredibly important mission to save an incredibly important crow woman begins next time on the intergalactic rock and roll adventures of the Misery Loves Company in episode 11, Bump in the Night, or We Circle Around. The Misery Loves Company is written, directed, and produced by Morgan Stewart and stars Derek Huss, Katie Pappas, Jake Roberts, Ryan Sheehy, and Morgan Stewart. Guests in this episode were Jason Edwards, Daniel Dockery, Kate Matthews, Tyler Quick, and Caitlin Sabet. The hell you wouldn't. You won't be there if someone offers you ten dollars in a reach. <laughs> okay, okay. The hell you wouldn't. You won't be there if someone offers you ten dollars in a reach around. <laughs> Sorry, man. I can't do it. <laughs>